If you're a movie collector, you need Movies Anywhere. It pulls your favorite purchase movies from participating digital retailers into one central place so you can finally say goodbye to scattered movie collections and hello to an organized library. With Movies Anywhere, you can watch your favorite movies on any compatible device whenever and wherever you want. Ready to grow and enjoy your digital collection? Visit MoviesAnywhere.com slash welcome and register for free. Registration with Movies Anywhere required. Open to U.S. residents 13 and over. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. an interview with a prisoner, and yet the seaman who bore Captain Freeman's message was awaiting my answer. Oh, all right, very well. Well, if Captain Freeman thinks it advisable, he can send this fellow in to me. What's his name again? Lebron, sir. He seems to be Deputy Mayor of Le Havre, sir. Deputy Mayor, is he? Hmm. Then let's see what he has to say. I've got him outside now, sir. Good. Bring him in. Commodore, see him now. Now, sir, what have you got to say to me? I take it, monsieur, that I may speak entirely in confidence. I promise nothing. I represent large commercial interests 
which had had great influence on the prosperity of the art. A forum which was prepared for the moment of peace, with full warehouses, could make millions. Millions! Look, I'm a busy man. Come to the point. His Majesty of Great Britain might do well to allow his friends to make those preparations in advance. Monsieur Lebrun, I trust you've given thought to what you're saying. They're words which would take you to the guillotine if Bonaparte ever heard of them. You're offering to betray the Empire for commercial advantages. There are many in France, sir, who have no faith in the Empire. Very well. You may tell me the nature of your offer, but remember that I can make no promises on behalf of my government. Well, suppose, for instance, that the city of Arf declared itself against the Empire and for Louis XVIII. Well? It might be the example for which the Empire is waiting. And if Lahav declared for the king, the city would be in alliance with the Great Britain, and the license could then be granted for my firm to import. But how do I know that the city authorities will declare for the king? I can assure you of the support of the mayor, Monsieur Le Baron. Most of the other authorities would be safe, too. As to the others, a dozen well-timed arrests, an appeal to the troops in the barracks, the arrival of your forces, a heartening proclamation to the people, the declaration of a state of siege, and all would be over. Monsieur Lebrun, I've been very patient, but so far you've made no definite proposal. If you have one, make it. If not, allow me to proceed with my own duties. Very well, sir. Here is my proposal. Set me on shore. As an excuse, you could send me to arrange the exchange of prisons. If I can assure Monsieur Le Baron of your support, I can complete the arrangements in three days. Three days. Meanwhile, you, sir, you remain close in the vicinity with all the force you can muster. The moment we secure the citadel, we shall send up a white flag. When you see that, sir, you will enter the harbor and overawe any resistance. In return for this, a license to import colonial produce and your word of honor that you will inform King Louis that it was I, Hercule Lebrun, who was responsible for the scheme. There. Am I specific enough, sir? Uh, <coughs> there, sir. Pass the word for escort to take this prisoner away. I you refuse. But, sir... I will give you my decision in an hour. Meanwhile, for appearances' sake, you must be treated harshly. For the moment, I have no more to say. Such, 74, Captain Bush, sir. Bush? By heaven's excellent. Well, of course, but Lew would send him, if possible. He, he knows I can always rely on Bush. Further signal, sir. Uh. Also, Camilla, 36, Captain Howard. Have on board 300 Marines. 300 Marines? That's wonderful, sir. With those and our own men and the non-such, we shall be able to march 500 men into the harbor if the opportunity arises. Flag the center, make the signal. Commodore to all vessels, join me here after dark. Aye, sir. 
I shall transfer to the flame. Mr. Freeman, there'll be other work for you with the porter trailing. Kindly join me with Captains Bush and Howard when they arrive after dark. LeBron must be completing his plans, and we must strike tomorrow, if at all. Aye, aye, sir. How good it was to see Bush again as he hoisted himself and his wooden leg onto the flame in the darkness. It was good, too, to sit in the stuffy little cabin with Bush, Freeman, and Howard and outline my plans for the morrow. Action was what I needed, and the prospect of it swept away all my doubts and fears. I knew there was no certainty that my government wanted to restore the Bourbons if Bonaparte fell, that they might refuse to honor my promise of the import license, that they might refuse to recognize Louis XVIII, that I might be sharply reprimanded for all I'd done. But the time for hesitation was over now, and the risk must be taken. I saw Bush studying me anxiously. You've been very busy since you came to sea again, sir. Too busy, if you'll pardon me. It was too soon for you to resume duty. Nonsense, Bush. I've had nearly a year's sick leave. Yes, sir. Sick leave. After typhus. And since then, you... Since then, endless work. Cutting out action. A battle. Three prizes taken. Two vessels sunk. An invasion planned. And now... On midnight council of war. Now, look here. Are you gentlemen trying to tell me that I'm unfit for service? Well, no, sir, but I... Well, then kindly keep your opinions to yourselves. Now, you all understand what I want done tomorrow. If tomorrow is the day... Mm -hmm. No questions? No, sir. Well, you... You must forgive me if I was rude just now. Had a trying day. Beat the quarters and clear the brig for action. Uh, hand me that speaking trumpet. Thank you. Port the tailor, ahoy! Lame, ahoy! Are you cleared for action? All ships clear, sir. Then keep stations as ordered. Aye, aye, sir. Uh, remember, Mr. Crawley, if I'm killed as we go in, the flame is to be laid alongside the key. Captain Bush is to be informed as soon as possible, but the flame is to go on. And now let's get those men moving. This cold will chill them into numbers. Men, you with the guns and sheets? Let's see how you can jump. Go on. Lively now. Move your arms as well. Go on. Like this. Huh? Huh? Up. 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 Higher than that. Come on now. Higher. Higher. That's it. That's it. Right. Right. Still. Horny forever! Uh, Silence, sir! Uh, stand to your post. Oh, our brown, my, my pistol, thank you. Yes, and you can take that grin off your face, Brown. All right, sir. <laughs> this will be another legend in the Navy, sir. About how you went into action with the men jumping. Yeah. Remember the time, sir, when you had the men dancing the old pipe as we went into action against the Nativity, Dad? No desire to recall the past at the moment, Brown. Future will keep us busy enough. Mr. Crawley, two uh, hands at the lead, if you please. If one is killed, the other is to continue sounding. All right, sir. On the other tack. Uh, On the other tack. Headsail sheets. Mainsail sheets. Making three knots under fore and aft sail, we stood in for La Havre. Shadowy in the fog, I could just make out Porter Chaley following our tack. 
Behind her, but invisible to me, was the old nun such. I had not set eyes on her since the day I quitted her to catch the typhus in Riga. Oh, good old Bush. It was comforting to have him with me again with his stolid loyalty and the nun such as thundering broadside. An anchored boy loomed on the starboard bow. We were nearing the entrance to the harbor. without my orders. A man who fires a gun, no matter for what reason, unless I tell him to, I'll not merely flog, I will hang. Before sunset today, he'll be at the yard arm. You hear me? You'll soon know if this is a trap or not. But if LeBron is playing a double game, only the flame will be lost. The others will get clear and heaven help LeBron in his city. Look, bear along that key as quick as you can now. Where is your officer? Ah, are you in command here, sir? What do you want? I'll tell your men not to fire. Have you not received your new orders? Or get your men away from those guns before there's an accident. Go on. Sir, look down there. British ships at the key. British marines for me. What am I to do? Send a messenger at once to the other battery to make sure the officer in command understands. But, but monsieur, I cannot. I, I... I said at once, sir. The moment was tense and uncertain. The young officer was clearly undecided. And then I had an inspiration. I'd been speaking in French, of course. Now I heard the rhythmic tread of a section of marines approaching, and I beckoned them to march past me. As they approached, I called to them. I left. The men's heads turned smartly towards the French officer. The officer of marines saluted smartly, and the courtesy of it completely took the wind out of the Frenchman's sails. As he gaped, the marines wheeled left round the battery, in through the open sally port, in among the guns, pushing the gunners aside, knocking the smoldering linstocks from their hands. Uh, let me help you up. All right, sir, I can manage, I can manage. Uh, I shall ride to the other batteries. See that the other landing parties deploy as arranged. Shot, 
never have stormed this battery by ordinary methods. Parapets five feet thick and eight feet high. Ten foot ditches. Sir, pardon, monsieur. I do not understand. Who are you and why did you say Bakin? Ah, uh, are you the subaltern in charge here? Yes, monsieur. Sir, I, I bring you great news. This is the beginning of a new age for France. Ah, uh, uh, Mr. Howard, you found a horse too. Is all well? As far as I know, sir. I uh, thought I ought not to involve a landing party in the narrow streets of the town without orders. Uh, I have two midshipmen here if you need messengers, sir. Oh, um, and your coxswain. Uh, your hat, sir. I picked it up on the key. Oh, well, thank you, Brown. The harbor defenses are all secured, Mr. Howard. Yes, sir, thanks to your boldness. Because if that chap that Brown has at least succeeded in creating some confusion, none of these frogs seem to know what to do. And we mustn't give them time to think. Hello? Who comes here? A rider with a white handkerchief in his hand? You are uh, Monsieur Hornblower, sir? Hornblower, yes. Well, I come from Monsieur Le Baron, sir. Uh -huh. The citadel is secure. He is about to descend into the main square. Good. As we entered the town in gay procession, the people stared at us. Some curious or sullen, some indifferent but none actively hostile. In the Place de l'Hôtel de Ville, there was far more bustle than life. Numerous men sat horses, a detachment of gendarmes drawn up in line, gave an air of respectability to the proceedings. But what really caught the eye was the multitude of white emblems. White was everywhere. Lovely, sir, they're making sure we understand there's a truce on Look at all them bed sheets hanging out in the windows. Oh, even the police have got white cockades in their hats. They're not truce colors, Brown. White is the color of the Bourbons, the kings of France. Oh, so this is the first time for 20 years that the Bourbon white has shown on French soil. Oh, here comes a fat-looking bloke with a white sash. Ah, I bet he had a tricolor there yesterday. Mm. He looks an important sort of coat, sir. I suspect he's the mayor, Baron Momas. Come on,
Bonapartists numbered only some 30 or 40 men and could have been dealt with by the police, but it was important in this early stage of the town to be given a lead. The slightest hesitation or show of leniency might lose the town. They scattered before our charge. I reformed my men and marched them back to the square where the mayor had once again taken up his stand beneath the flagstaff. The citizens of the harbor, I declare that all true Frenchmen voluntarily recognize the unbroken reign of his most Christian majesty, Louis XVIII, King of France and of all. One of the Bourbons and Yes, I think, Brian, it's time for a gesture on our part. And three cheers for the king. All together now. Hip, hip, hip. Conducted by Sidney Torch. Produced by Harry Allen Towers.